0: I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. What an exciting week it has been. And it's actually what has influenced the topic of today's episode because I have noticed over this last week and even two weeks back, Something that I like to call nervous system fallout, which is just where you've had either a really stressful experience or something that has thrown you out of your window of tolerance. And then you're experiencing the fallout of that, which for me is so often fatigue and lethargy and just this feeling of depletion. And so that's what I want to talk about today in this solo episode is sharing a little bit of education on the nervous system, the different ways that it can affect us, how a dysregulated nervous system affects us. And I think it's just so timely because especially with Tuesday's interview with Nadine talking about the connection between our nervous system and money habits, and also just seeing, as I learn more and more about the nervous system, I'm starting to see my own nervous system patterns so clearer, and it's actually been so helpful for me in understanding a certain state that I might be in, and then having really specific tools to help shift me out of that state or support me while I'm in that state. I've been looking and researching more experts on the topic of the nervous system because This is something that I'd love to be able to have a super in-depth conversation on, and especially from a couple different perspectives. Like with Nadine, we were looking at how the nervous system can affect our money habits, and I'd love to talk with experts on how the state of our nervous system and a chronically dysregulated nervous system can affect our career, our ambition, our family life, all these different areas. So I think what would be helpful to start with is explaining two recent scenarios where I've noticed my nervous system getting triggered into a stress response or when I'm getting thrown out of my window of tolerance. And then I can kind of pick those scenarios apart for you guys so you can understand this a little bit better. So going back a couple weeks ago on my trip to Mexico, the first night we were there, I noticed a really clear sense of getting thrown out of my window of tolerance and so the window of tolerance is just the window or our capacity to stay in balance to stay in a state of calm peace and safety stressors external stressors even internal stressors like emotional physiological stressors environmental stressors are all things that are weighing on us and can throw us out of that window of tolerance into a stress response, whether it's a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And so this first night in the hotel, I was noticing that I was feeling really panicky and anxious, and ultimately I was feeling very unsafe. Like, I don't know if I can stay here, I need to get out of here. And really quickly, I was able to notice, okay, I am out of my window of tolerance. I'm in a stress response. What is it? And with that knowledge, and I'm so grateful I had that, I was able to look at it from a different perspective instead of just feeling helpless or like, oh my God, what is happening to me? I don't understand. Am I having some kind of illness? Is this something I need to seek immediate medical attention for? Is this just some random scary thing that's happening that I can't control? Once I was feeling that anxiety and even that low-level panic come up, I was able to recognize right away, okay, something is weighing on my mind, on my spirit that is registering as a threat. And I just need to take some time to tune in with that, see what it is that I'm feeling unsafe about or nervous about, and see if I can kind of get to the root cause of this. And so as I was tuning in with that deeper, what I realized is there were kind of two big things that I noticed in reflection is number one, this was my first time going to Mexico. This was my first time traveling on a trip like this since pre-COVID and we used to travel so much. So this was my first time going out of country, we were traveling with some friends and family. So there was that added element. We hadn't chosen the hotel or the location at all. Um, So there were a lot of elements that were like, I I have no control. That's what it felt like really. I think the stressor is that I was going into a situation where I did not feel in control and Because of past experiences and past trauma, especially past trauma that I'm currently working through, going into the unknown can feel very unsafe and it can start to make the nervous system go, okay, this feels like a threat. We don't know what's going to happen. We need to start sending off warning signals. Up to this point, I was feeling some dis-ease, but not, I wasn't at that like panicky place. The kicker is what I noticed, like really pushed me over the edge. And you guys are gonna laugh at this because it sounds so inconsequential. Is once we got there, we got to the hotel. I was feeling a little uneasy, but okay. We went to dinner with some family and friends as soon as we got there, and the food was horrible lesson learned a big takeaway from this experience was all-inclusive resorts do not have great food quality now if you've been to some that had amazing food quality good for you (laughs) this was not one of those experiences very 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 poor food quality but here's why it was so impactful for me Um, and again in reflecting on it afterwards or kind of like later that night I was able to tune into like, okay, why did this impact me? So, so intensely is food is a really big soother for me. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Now, if we're just using food to soothe without doing any deeper processing, that's when we can get into destructive patterns like overeating, overindulging, but I've, done a lot of work around this and putting really delicious nourishing food in my body is very soothing for me and it can kind of help bring me back to a place of balance so that i can go and do that deeper processing and it also in some of my past Evox sessions that i've done in myself i've learned that giving myself really good again nourishing high quality food makes me feel very safe, very seen, and very cared for, which are all wonderful things to have when you're in a stressed state. And so for me, I think, again, this is probably gonna sound so silly, but I think that was like the the straw that tipped the camel's back for me, of up until that point, I was okay. And I think I was kind of like, oh, I can't wait to like have some good food on this trip, Number 1 just cuz I enjoy it so much, but number 2, I'm feeling a little uneasy. I'm feeling a little unsteady. Having a really delicious dinner tonight is going to help me recenter. And so <laughs> not being able to have that soother kind of tipped me over the edge. And honestly, as I was laying in bed later that night just feeling so panicked, I was having this internal dialogue with myself of okay, why am i feeling unsafe right now i feel like i don't have control over anything i feel unsafe that i'm not going to have good food to eat while i'm here but ultimately what it boiled down to is as i sat with it it's i feel trapped i feel trapped in a setting that is unknown and potentially dangerous to me and so what was so supportive for me in that moment was being able to just first of all, acknowledge those feelings, being able to realize what was going on. Like, this isn't just some random thing that's happening. I'm feeling this panic for a reason. And if I can tune in and listen to that and attune to that, I can get to the root cause of that and hopefully bring myself back to equilibrium so much quicker. And once I realized that the roots of this were that I feel out of control and when I'm out of control I feel unsafe and also I feel trapped in a bad situation which those are two themes that strongly correlate to early childhood trauma where I felt trapped in a bad situation and I felt like I didn't have any control over it. So it makes so much sense that those traumas that I'm currently working through, feeling trapped and feeling out of control will still cause my nervous system to go In the past, these were dangerous situations. And so we're going to send off warning signals because we don't want to be in those situations and it's correlated feeling trapped and feeling out of control with a bad outcome, with an unsafe outcome. And so again, being able to tune into that and acknowledge that I was able to have a really soothing dialogue with myself and just go, okay, I know it feels like I'm trapped am i actually trapped here and as soon as i thought that i was able to go no i'm not trapped if this turns out to be a truly bad even dangerous environment or situation i can book a flight tomorrow and be home and that was actually so incredibly soothing to be able to immediately address that deeper fear right because i think when those fears are just this like undercurrent that we're not addressing That subconscious might really feel like, oh, no, we are trapped. There's no way out of here. And sometimes it just takes us being able to come in and bring the more like calm, adult, autonomous perspective to let that inner being, let that subconscious know, let that inner child know this thing you're fearing isn't as bad as you think it is. So I was having that dialogue of, okay, I'm not trapped. I definitely was doing some other soothing supports that didn't involve food because I didn't have that soother like emotional freedom technique and some other vagal nerve support to give my nervous system some signs that I am safe. And I tell that story because the very next day, everything was fine. I was all good. I had gotten through that and I was worried that first night that I was going to feel this way every single day of the trip. And I do think that if I hadn't been aware of what was going on, if I hadn't been aware that this was triggering some deeper fears, that my nervous system was going into red alert and the reasons for that and how to support myself in that moment and restore balance and peace and safety, I do think I probably would have been in that space for the whole trip. And so I see so clearly how learning about the nervous system has been so impactful for me. And that's why I want to start sharing it more on the podcast, have some experts in and especially with clients start educating more and more on this and coming up with some really great ways to help clients have some nervous system support in between e-box sessions. So that was that first experience. The second experience happened just this week and it's honestly almost the exact opposite. So, Long story short, this week in particular, I actually hired my very first team member for the Accrescent to start helping out with a variety of tasks. I'm so excited. It's such a good fit. She is such an attuned, beautiful soul that I am so excited to have a part of this team. But one of what I was noticing over this week is that I was actually so excited that it was causing me to go into a state of anxiety. And then I was having some nervous system fall out from that state of hyper arousal. And so I want to break this down a little bit because I know that was kind of vague. So one of the things I've learned, and especially in the book, Call of the Wild by Kimberly-Ann Johnson, which I've been talking about this more and more recently, I'll link it in the show notes. One of the things I learned is that anything can be a stressor on our system that throws us out of our window of tolerance. In fact, even really good, exciting things can be so activating to our system that it puts us in a stressed state. And the reason for this is just, especially with a chronically dysregulated nervous system, we're not, those systems aren't able to manage activation as well. Simple things can throw us out of our window of tolerance. Simple things can be far too activating for us. Even those good things. And I actually have noticed this. So many times over the last few months since learning this, I've seen this pattern play out for me many, many times that when I get super excited, maybe about um, a new project I'm working on, maybe about a new client. I just had that excitement is so activating for me that it throws me out of my window of tolerance and it pushes me into a place of anxiety, not because I'm actually anxious about anything going on. It's just like that level of excitement is too much for my nervous system to handle. And so what I noticed this week is the day that I hired this girl, I was so ecstatic, so excited, starting to put all of these organizational things into place for her, preparing everything that she would need. And then I felt myself go into that place of basically shifting from excitement to anxiety and, ooh, OK, I've, I'm out of the window of tolerance now. and for me in these moments it manifests in my body as just feeling like so fragile hyperactive i i don't ever want there to be a silence so i am constantly having music on or driving in the car i always want to have a podcast that for me is that hyper arousal for me where i just am like a little i'm just like frazzled and jittery anxious I don't want silence. I want my mind to be going, going, going. My mind is racing so much. And just like the trip to Mexico, I was so aware of what was happening. I was able to go so clearly, oh, this isn't anxiety because of anything bad happening. This is my nervous system getting overwhelmed with this level of excitement, with this amazing, beautiful, good thing that I'm getting thrown into hyper arousal. Now, what I've noticed when I, especially in these situations where it's like an exciting thing that taxes my system so much, I've started to notice that the next day and usually for probably like three or four days after, I feel so depleted. And this has been huge for me and I want to explain why, because that's what i that's what i mean when i say nervous system fallout is like i've been super activated i was thrown into hyper arousal and it's so taxing on the nervous system when the nervous system is activated like that there's so many physiological things that are happening it's the body's producing adrenaline and cortisol and shifting all of these different functions in the body and so it really is taxing on the body, not just in an emotional sense, but in a very physiological sense. When we get thrown into a stress state, there is a significant amount of energy consumption that's happening there. And so that's what I mean by this nervous system fallout is for me, after I have one of these super hyper arousal days, I'll notice that for a couple of days afterwards, I feel depleted i feel lethargic everything feels overwhelming to me the simplest tasks feel overwhelming just like doing the dishes doing the laundry washing my face at the end of the day brushing my teeth and again what i want to point out here is i'm so grateful to have learned this and be able to recognize what these patterns are now because in the past not understanding what was going on, I would go into a real shame spiral, I think, of feeling like, oh my God, why am I feeling this way again? I'm such a loser for for feeling so lethargic. I'm so lazy for not wanting to do the dishes or the laundry. I'm so fragile for feeling overwhelmed by everything. Whereas now, understanding that these are very real responses to this nervous system fallout it's like my nervous system was pushed over the edge and now it's recharging but in that state in that fallout state we're still a little frazzled we're still like recharging and those things simple things can be so overwhelming we can feel lethargic because we've used up such a large amount of our energy store And so this time around, I was able to, again, recognize so quickly what was going on. And as I continue to learn more and more about the nervous system, I know that I will have more and more tools to, number one, when I am in those states, support myself even more. But also, and this is something I was talking about recently as I was a guest on someone else's podcast and we were talking about the nervous system, is... When we have unresolved past trauma, adverse experiences, or we're just living our present day lives are incredibly stressful or unaligned, it can affect us and it can affect our window of tolerance in two main ways. And one is that our window of tolerance is very narrow, meaning very small things that maybe shouldn't stress us out are stressing us out. But the other way, so basically like our tolerance is really, really low and we get thrown out of that window of tolerance super quickly. And oftentimes because of things that really aren't that big of a deal, but because our window of tolerance is so small, it's overwhelming our system. The other way that it can affect us is we're not able to return to peace and safety as quickly. So a chronically dysregulated nervous system, we might get thrown into anxiety or thrown into depression and we might be in that place. It might take us hours, days, maybe even weeks to reestablish balance. And so as we begin to heal our nervous system, the goal is that our window of tolerance becomes wider so that we can tolerate more and more things without getting stressed out or pushed into a stressed state and then secondly when we do get thrown out of our window of tolerance we're able to return back to peace and safety so much quicker and there's a couple things i want to highlight here number one we are absolutely going to be taken from our window of tolerance throughout our lives the the goal isn't to become robots with no feelings (laughs) No, that's not real. The goal, though, is to be able to heal the past experiences, heal heal our present day life and all the things that are contributing to that narrow window of tolerance so that fewer and fewer things are throwing us out of the window of tolerance and so that we're in a place of peace and safety and joy the majority of the time. And likewise, we do all that work so that when we... Are thrown out and we are in a place of stress or anxiety or fear or hyper or hypo arousal we're able to return back to peace and safety and joy so much quicker but one of the things I really want to highlight here is because this is something I've been seeing a lot especially on social media is there's so many techniques we can do to give our nervous system signals that we're safe. And those are amazing and so helpful, especially when we are in the midst of a stress response, we can do these different somatic techniques to give our body safety signals and hopefully bring us back into neutral or back into balance back within that window of tolerance. But, and this is something I was talking about in the interview, where I was the guest, is that's not the end game. Just getting back to balance isn't the end game. We use those techniques to restore balance so that we can then go do the deeper processing as to, okay, why did this throw me out of my window of tolerance? What were the deeper triggers here? What And what are those triggers related to? Is there unresolved trauma? Are there repressed emotions, adverse experiences from childhood, from just from my past that are causing my nervous system to be chronically dysregulated? Because the reality is I really believe the nervous, if we have a dysregulated nervous system, it's for a reason. Maybe it was dysregulated because of one acute situation. For example, a car accident could be extremely dysregulating to your system. And we can use nervous system tools to restore equilibrium, but I really do believe that we need to go back and acknowledge, process, and release the emotions from the core event that created the nervous system dysregulation so that the nervous system goes, okay, that's processed and over. We are safe. We believe that now and we don't need to live in this place of hypervigilance. I think what I've been seeing so much of is no, 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 we don't need to process any of that. Like just do these nervous system tools, use these techniques and you're going to heal your nervous system and you'll be back on track now. Totally like, try that <laughs> if that works for you amazing but my hunch is that for the majority of people they're going to need to go back and acknowledge and release and process again those core events and experiences that created that nervous system dysregulation in the first place and that's what's going to be what ultimately clears it from their system and reestablishes that deep sense of safety Now we use those nervous system tools so that again, when we are dysregulated, we use those tools to give our body signs of safety, to bring ourselves back to equilibrium, and then we go do that deeper processing. I think if we just use these nervous system tools to restore equilibrium without doing the deeper processing, the body's going to keep giving us these warning signals because the past is still unresolved. And again, my hunch is that the warning signals are going to keep getting louder and louder, or we're going to become increasingly more dependent on these different techniques. So for example, let's say as long as I meditate three times a week, I'm calm I'm not irritable I'm really happy but if I don't do that deeper processing it might turn into something where it's like if I go a day without meditating I am irritable I feel angry and snappy and crazy and anxious and so I say this because I'm not knocking those modalities. I think they are so helpful. Emotional freedom technique, EMDR, therapy, meditation, breath work, acupuncture, all of these different things can help restore equilibrium. But And and they're wonderful because they don't have all these side effects like many other pharmaceutical supports, for example. And so it's great that we can use them as much and as often as we want. And there's not going to be negative side effects. But we also, at least for me, I don't want to be dependent on them. I don't want to be dependent on meditation to the point that if I don't do it, I do not like the person I am. Right. To me, that's a sign that those deeper things are unresolved. Those deeper things are still festering if I am so dependent on something. Instead, I'd love to process the deeper roots to that dis-ease, to that dysregulation, so that I'm not dependent on those things. If I go a week without meditating, I don't become this anxious, scared, hyper-vigilant, irritable, angry person, or whatever other things <laughs> we might turn into. When we have deep emotional healing, we need to do. And that's not to say that we can't have a daily practice. I think doing things like meditation, like EFT, journaling, even breath work, walking are amazing things to do on a daily basis to help with the daily emotional stressors, help releasing those emotions, help restoring balance, calm, centeredness. But again, we set up, you know, we do those things on a fairly regular basis. But if I miss a day of meditation, it's okay. Because I've done the deeper healing so that if I miss a day or two or even a week, I'm okay. And I can get back to that pro- that practice once I'm able to again. But I'm not just like white knuckling, gripping so hard to that practice. I am so dependent dependent on it to function regularly throughout my day so with all that said these these tend to go longer than I expect they will (laughs) I hope that was helpful to hear my experience and how I've noticed nervous system dysregulation showing up for me and I think the question that you might be able to ask yourself is are you noticing any patterns like that like When you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of control, you start to feel really anxious and panicked or pay attention, you know, over the next days or weeks of if something really exciting is happening. Do you find yourself like quickly going into a place of from excitement to anxiety and then the next day you feel that fallout of feeling fatigued and depleted and lethargic? it might be helpful. And like I said, I'm really excited to be bringing on some more experts and having more conversations about the nervous system, sharing more information about this here on the podcast, on social media, because it's been so impactful for me. And I just want to share what I've experienced and share that the I think just the peace and the sense of safety that can come when you understand your nervous system and maybe what's going on within you in these moments versus feeling really like your body's betraying you, like you don't know what's going on, you don't know why you're feeling this way. It gave me a real sense of peace and empowerment, I think, that, oh, I know what's going on and I have tools to support myself. So I hope that was helpful. Thanks you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love being able to connect with you all in this way. And there is some exciting news coming to the podcast really soon. I have a lot of updates to share with you guys. I just am waiting to get all the little pieces into place to kind of share the final details with you all. So have an amazing weekend, everyone. As always, if you guys have questions, comments about this episode, about what I've shared or how it's like, maybe you were like, oh my gosh, I've experienced the same thing. I would love to hear it. It is so uplifting and encouraging for me to hear how these episodes are supporting you, inspiring you, educating you. It really is so, so wonderful for me to hear from you guys. So I encourage you, send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email. Whatever works best for you, I'd love to hear from you. And have an amazing weekend.